You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're going to give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey, everybody. So today we are going to give you five tips to attract your dream clients on social media. And helping us is Carly Pilla. And I'm so excited you're here today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. For sure. So we actually met in a mastermind group together, had coffee, started brainstorming and like all the things came up and it was super awesome. Um, So you can read about her and all of her stuff in our show notes, but why don't you guys dive in and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. First of all, like the best coffee conversations. (laughs) Yeah. It was so awesome. Um, So yeah, I guess. So I mean, if there's one thing that you should know about me. I guess that it's just that I'm a super big creative person. I'm all about thinking outside the box and yeah, just coming up with different ideas for things. So I guess I can say that my journey started off as a photographer and it was a very early passion of mine, like high school type thing. And I think like a lot of business owners, you just kind of fall into passions and just kind of pursue them and go with it. So that's what I went with. And I ended up going to photography school, which was really fun. And I just, I honestly loved every second of it. And I know, I mean, obviously you're going to have the super stressful point of it because that's what just comes with school. (laughs) But but I really did enjoy my time there. And after I graduated, probably about two years after that, I kind of niched down into branding photography. So that, I guess you could probably guess, turn into it led into a huge passion for business marketing and just an interest in sales psychology advertising on social media the effectiveness of that and how businesses are able to leverage social media so that they can obviously you know find more potential clients so that's yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think we connected to, I, I don't know if I even told you this, but I love taking pictures. I mean, I'm not like a pro by any means, but um, yeah, I take pictures all the time. <laughs> so sure. That's why we connected too. But yeah. So we're going to dive into five ways to kind of attract your dream clients on, on social media, because I think right now, especially social media is so huge, especially since everyone's kind of stuck at home and doing these things. So um, what are some of these tips and things that you would suggest for people to kind of start dreaming up their clients and bringing them through social media? Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to start off by saying that you have to know who you're trying to attract in the first place. And yep. yeah, and I know that that's probably something that a lot of you have heard before. I know I have heard it a lot, but I didn't really understand the importance of it until I actually implemented it into my strategies. So I just want to first off say that, you know, yeah. know, know who your ideal client is and the more descriptive, I mean, I always say you should be able to describe your ideal client, like your best friend in the whole entire world. Um, so yeah, just, you know, not, not just saying, well, it's female entrepreneurs being yeah. more specific. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck in that. And I know I did mm-hmm. first and then the more I niched down, the more the right people came to me. So it totally... 
I can attest to that because I was like, oh, I can help everyone. And then they're like, okay, cool. I don't know who you actually help. And I'm like, okay, fine. I just help women and like kept going farther and farther because I didn't want to like repel people, but I also didn't want to like completely, I don't know. So it was a struggle for me for sure. So I definitely think that, yes, it's probably something they've heard before, but it's very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly what you just said too. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you want to try and attract all the people as a business owner. You're like, no, give me all the clients. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But what I found was the more I like told people specifics, like Mm -hmm. the more other people that didn't fit within that specific came to me. Cause I think Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, she can do that for that person. I bet she can do that for me too. So Mm -hmm. like, I feel like once you niche it down, it's just people just come to you. So yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, I actually talk about this intersection of identifying who that ideal client is for you, just like we were saying, really specific, but then also knowing who you are as a business owner and who your brand is. And I know I specifically teach, you know, more service-based entrepreneurs in terms of, yep. you know, we talk about you are your brand, like you are the face of that, right? So it's, yeah. it's not you know, it's not always about the, you know, the colors and the fonts being consistent with that and the logo and all that. Like it is honestly about you. And yeah. So when you can identify both of those aspects of it, it makes it a lot easier to kind of build that connection with people. And that connection is what leads to sales. Um, Yeah. yeah, And I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard, and I love this saying, but people by people, it's yep. yeah. So I think that that fits really closely in with this as well. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And I, I love how you've kind of broken this down because you kind of have a system that you do this with too. And kind of through all of these points. And of course, anybody that says systems, I'm like, okay, we're best friends. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what kind of ideas do you have for them to kind of work through this and figure this out? Sure. Yeah. That's a great question. I love this too. And if you're a visual person like I am, this will be so helpful, but I'm a huge fan of sticky notes. So I, I, what I do to break this down is basically take three sticky notes, throw them on your wall. And every single sticky note should have one thing that describes either who you are or your business is. And that is like, the, the biggest thing with this is just being actually honest with it because, yep. <laughs> um, you know, for, like I, like I said before, you know, you are your brand. And for me, I had to ask opinions of other people and be like, you know, like, do you think I'm this? And they're like, what? No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. So reevaluating there was really powerful because yeah, being honest there, I think is really important. Um, so yeah, yep. identifying who you are and who your business is in those first sticky notes, those three. And then I'll usually, I mean, I'm super extra and I'll use a different color of sticky note and put them underneath, but. And that's why we get along. So yeah. yeah, All about color coding, even when it comes to sticky notes, but yep. So then under those three, uh, I usually say you should have like three to five and this will tie into basically your strategy on social media, but um, kind of identifying different topics that would connect. I was talking about that intersection, but connect yeah. with you and your ideal client and kind of identifying those topics that you can talk about easily on social media. So again, being honest is really important here because like, yep. if you're like, <laughs> yeah, I love to travel, but in reality, you're a huge homebody and you don't love to travel and travel is something that maybe resonates with your ideal client. But if you can't, if it's not easy for you to post about that stuff, then it's not going to help you. Exactly. 
that's that's kind of something that I love to that's kind of the system that I use to yeah to I love that, that. Mm-hmm. yeah and I think I mean you could keep going with that right like bring oh, yeah. out more topics and start mm-hmm. brainstorming more things and categories and yeah I'm a sticky note whiteboard all the things oh, yeah thank you <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So number two, you had being in the right places. And I think this is a huge one for people because you should be, and I'm putting air quotes that you guys can't see in all the places. And it's just, it's like a full-time job. So how do you figure out what the right places are and all of that good stuff? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I love this one so much um, because yeah, I do think, like you said, a lot of people think that, okay, well, I need to be everywhere because that and it's kind of the same thing that we were talking about from the beginning is understanding who your ideal client is but this is kind of that next step of knowing where they are because yeah if you're if you're going all in on a social media platform where they're not they're they're not even there then it just becomes really difficult to find those sales so um how i do this is uh, well i started off by just honestly listing out all of the platforms that i thought i should be on like every single one of them. And even if they were kind of a stretch, I'd still roll them down. And then I kind of just put them through a chopping block in terms of actually doing, and this is where kind of research has to come into play because you, like I always say, if you're on, for example, Facebook and your audience is, you know, friends from high school or whatever it is, and that's all the people that are on there and that's it then you don't have a really good gist of who's actually on that platform in terms of like the whole entire platform. Does that make yeah. sense? So yeah. Um, yeah, so that's where the research comes into play because you actually do have to know what the majority of the people, like whether that's age or gender, whatever you're trying to attract and kind of get it as specific as you can. So like I said, if you're, you know, if you think that one platform might not be good for your business, but in reality, the data says, well, no, majority of the people you're trying to attract are actually on that platform. Then you're like, oh, okay, well then I need to, yeah. Kind of change, <laughs> yeah, change course a little bit. So yeah, the chopping block is kind of what I use to say it's, it's just important to, like I said, kind of, yeah, yeah figure out where they are. Yeah. And I, I, again, I think you have to like know those first pieces before you can make these decisions. And I think a lot of people skip that step because they're like, oh, I know who my ideal client is. It's fine. All right, let's pick platforms. Let's just go. Um, and I did this in the beginning too. And what I found is like, I have two different audiences kind of. I have the people that want my consulting and then I have the people that want my like lower price courses and memberships and templates and stuff. So I found that those people are all on Facebook, but I didn't find consulting work there. Most of my consulting work came from referrals or LinkedIn. So like I had to divvy up my time, but also kind of divvy up the content, which I'm sure you're probably going to dive into too. Um, divvy it up to the different audiences and what they needed and the different offers that it was leading to. A hundred percent. You nailed it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, but and- I mean, it took a while, right? Like it took oh, yeah. research, it took testing, it took like asking questions and talking to people and it, it does take time and you're going to just keep refining and refining the more you're in business. But like you have to do that initial like groundwork and foundation work or else it's going to make it harder for all the rest of it. A hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah, just being really clear with actual data and not just like yeah. what you think, I think is like the biggest thing because I've done yeah. that. Like I've been like, oh, like, all this time <laughs> on this platform. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, that one, that piece is really. That's awesome. Good. Okay. So then the third one we have here is to post for them and not for you. And I'm totally guilty of this. I have been like, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to post that. And like, oh, that's what I want to share. So I'm just going to put that out there. And I don't know that they always look at that. So yeah. uh, what kind of tip? 
tips do you have for this as far as like posting for them and not specifically just things you want to post? Totally. Okay. So I kind of say it's like sometimes as business owners, we can turn into a little bit of the influencer feel. Okay. And what I mean by that is kind of what you were saying is just posting stuff that you are interested in. You're like, oh, I'm going to share like makeup tips today. And then I'm going to post about my dog walking trip. And then maybe I'll throw (laughs) in some business stuff and you're all over the place. So, um, where, where that kind of, kind of can steer you wrong, I guess, is, um, you, you have to, again, take your client and make sure that you're, you're being really strategic in talking to them. So I talk a lot about like sales psychology and being able to connect with them on that deeper level. And if you are trying to post just for yourself, it's really difficult to connect with them on that deeper level. Yeah. Or just posting because you have to, right. I'm putting air quotes again, because people are like, Oh, you should post every single day, twice a day on this platform and this thing. And doing that puts the pressure on you too. And then you don't end up creating good content for them. You're like, Oh, I just have to get something out. So I'm just going to like throw something and here's a link and here's some like articles and whatever. And it's not benefiting them as they're going through like your content journey. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, posting personal things. Oh, that for sure. You, like there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, yeah, if it's always that and you're yeah. finding it difficult to yeah steer them in the right direction in terms of where you're wanting to Yeah, because if if you continue to post personal stuff and then you're like, oh, hey, and by the way, buy this thing, they're going to be like, "Um, no, thank you. (laughs) I want your dog pictures and you're traveling. I don't want to buy your stuff. So yes, I totally agree. Like I'm I'm the Brittany of Brittany and Co. So like I have to be personal and like I have pictures of my kids, my cakes and whatever. But it's a lot of mixed in business and like, Hey, here's behind the scenes. And this is what I actually do for clients and that kind of thing. So, and that's a good thing. Totally agree for sure. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Like you should have that good mix. I guess Yeah, it's important because yeah, you have to connect with them on a kind of a personal level, but not too much personal. So it's kind of just like finding that right balance and, you know, going back to kind of testing things too with your audience to kind of see like, Hey, what do you want to see more of or whatever? And you can do that. I mean, social media platforms, especially, you know, with the stories on Facebook and Instagram, they're so easy with the polls and the questions and stuff. Yeah. So super easy. So this kind of dives into the next one. We kind of tied them both together, but just Mm. being a real person, not like this salesy, like buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff person, because you're not going to get sales that way. Oh yeah. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah. Being a real person. And I would say you don't want to be like, a walking billboard. (laughs) And you're right. It does tie into the third one we were talking about, but um, yeah. And just being able to connect with them in a personal way so that they're not intimidated by you and they're not feeling like you're pushing something on them all the time. And they can have that, you know, friend to friend type conversation. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I think this is huge. And like DMS and like Facebook messenger, LinkedIn messenger, that kind of thing. It's like, yes, it's still a business relationship, but you want them to feel comfortable around you so that they'll start following you more and looking at more of your content. And then you're taking them through this journey. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely something that I was really, really bad at at first. I was like, Oh, Hey, I have this free thing. Come check it out. And they're like, uh, no, thanks. I'm good. (laughs) And then when you start it with a conversation and you ask questions and like, you're interested in what they're doing, Now, granted, if you're trying to scale, you have to like, you can't talk to them for six hours, right? (laughs) But like having that initial conversation and then kind of guiding them where they need to go. Yeah. And essentially, 
identifying the no like and trust factor, right? Like that, that's essentially what this is, is just kind of being able to connect with them on a level where they do know, like, and trust you before. Cause that's that again, people by people, right? So you have to be able to connect with them there so that they feel comfortable buying something from you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that kind of, I mean, it kind of ties in with this too, is the happy medium, but Mm -hmm. you kind of have a system for this and like a scale for this. So if you want to talk to that a little bit, um, to find that medium of like how, how much personable stuff do we bring in versus business and that kind of thing? Yeah, sure. So basically I always say that this scale is super salesy on one end. Yep. Super duper like that influencer feel like always personal about personal things. And, you know, obviously you don't want to be on one end of that scale or the other, you want to find that happy medium in the middle where they're, they're feeling comfortable with you. You're identifying the no like and trust factor, but you're still making it clear what you offer as a business owner. And you're able to kind of take them through that, you know, the journey of, of you as an individual person and maybe through your business as well. And then having that really good way of tying it all in together. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I see, I mean, I see a lot of people on both ends of the spectrum, right? Like (laughs) all the way, like in my first initial message, they're like, Hey, this is my name and here's my website and here are all of my programs and here are the things you can buy for me. And I'm like, who the, what? I'm like, have we, did we meet? Did we meet in person? Have I met you before? And then I'm like, oh no, we haven't. About no, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have the people that will want to talk to you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And it's all personal stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, then I'm like, hey, I have this thing. And they're like, no, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> so you do have to find that happy medium for sure. And like you as the leader of your, in your business, you have to be that person that guides them through that path too. And I think by creating content, you are kind of in control of that, right? Like you're in control of what they see and when they see it and all of that. So taking them through that path in the right way, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, actually about, this is kind of like a side note, but this really helped me in terms of, um, being able to take them through that journey. But I do find it really, especially on anything that is related to the story. So like I said, Instagram and Facebook both have that feature, but if you are taking them through a journey and that 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 story, if you will, isn't brought to a conclusion, people that drives people crazy. And it's a yes. subconscious <laughs> thing. Yeah. So just in I have of- totally been through that before. I like wa- I was invested in the stories. There's like 15 of them and I was on them and I watched them and I watched them and I watched them and got to the end and then it just stopped. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like what what happens? What, what is going on right now? I've totally been in that situation and it's super frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, like even if, and it doesn't have to be super long. It doesn't have to be super, exactly. super, like whatever it is, yep. but just ha- like having a start, a middle and an end, like an actual story yeah. is just so important. And I've, I'm guilty of doing this sometimes where I don't finish. Oh, the, for sure. I don't have like a for good sure. And it. actually, um, so the episode before this one, we actually, ha- I talked to my podcast editor and he has like this whole stories method that he applies to podcasting, but he also applies it in the social media side of things because everything's your story. I mean, all of it, all the content you're creating should somehow tie into your story for sure. hundred percent. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of switching gears into like just the business general business side, like, do you have any favorite productivity hacks? Because I feel like content and social media is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So do you have any hacks when it comes to like content creation or like batching content or anything that makes it an easier, faster process? Absolutely. I am all about (laughs) simplicity here. (laughs) Um, okay. So first and foremost, every month I usually spend, and honestly, this takes me like 15 minutes. It's not super intimidating where it's like takes you four days to plan out content. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it usually takes me about 15 minutes. I'll sit down and I'll just come up with a bunch of ideas or I'll kind of look through my calendar, uh, for the, obviously for the next month and just see, you know, what's, what is going on? Am I traveling anywhere? Am I doing the things? Am I whatever? And then kind of throw out and they literally just write ideas, not the whole post, not the photo, nothing. And just put them on a calendar and space them out and kind of rearrange them again, kind of pulling into the whole stories thing. We're making sure that it it kind of flows. Um, and then, you know, like sometimes I'll write little notes in there if I know I'm going away or if there's something like an event coming up or something then I can kind of like block and just be like, okay, I need a photo for this or whatever it is. Um, so I, I make sure to do that because it becomes then less overwhelming, um, to do it for the following month to plan it out. And yeah, not that, and you don't need to post every day. I just want to say that, like, I mean, you should probably be active pretty much every day in terms of, you know, even posting one story or, you know, responding to one or just making sure that you're uh, interacting in some way, shape or form, but you don't need to like post every single day. So yeah, yeah, fine. I think every business is a little bit different in that aspect. So I don't want to like put a number on it. Yeah, for sure. And I think it just depends on your ideal target Mm -hmm. audience. Like all of it comes back to those beginning things we talked about, right? Like for me, my people are super busy. So everything has to be super short and like easy to read and super fast. And like, I don't typically get a lot of stuff on the weekends, but somebody that has a mom audience, you're probably getting a lot more on the weekend. So I think there's a lot that goes into that. But I love that you said, you're like, you don't have to do that every single day. Yeah. And then, kind of like the secondary piece for a system for that would be for me it's Thursdays because that's just the days that I like so um but every Thursday I basically go through those topics for the following week that I've already written out and then I'll just kind of like if I can batch content I'll batch content just like pull in photos and kind of organize them and write out the captions. And then obviously, like I use later, but there's lots of really great, like even if it's Hootsuite or Buffer, if the, the bigger yeah. ones, but um, so then I'll put them in there. So I don't do an entire month all at once because for me, that's really overwhelming. For some people that might not be the case. Like you might be able to honestly just like bang out a whole bunch in one day. Yeah, I think it's overwhelming for most people. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean like you, I, hands up to you because holy man, that's, I could not do that. Um, yeah, no. But yeah, so usually every week I'll just, you know, and I do like to give myself a bit of leeway. So if I don't, if, it, if something comes up on a Thursday where I'm just like, holy crap, I yeah. can't get this done, then at least For I have sure. a couple more days to kind of give myself. Before the week. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. So I think kind of like picking how often you're posting and what platforms mm-hmm. and then going through and mapping out and brainstorming the whole month, but only creating a content a week at a time. I think that's perfect. And so like not crazy overwhelming. I feel like you could sit down for an hour, create all the content, create all the graphics. And then if you have a VA or somebody, you just pass it off to them. If not, go schedule it and you're good to go. So I love that. Um, Do you have, so you talked about later, do you have any other favorite pieces of software in your business to help you become more efficient and get stuff done faster? Yeah, I 
I'm a huge fan of Asana. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that you use Asana too, no? I do. So I'm the Trello queen, yeah. but I and I have a Trello course, but I had to move to Asana. I just there's too many moving parts, and then with a podcast and all these other pieces that I've added, it, Trello just I kind of outgrew it. So yes, yeah. I'm an Asana girl now. <laughs> but, but you know what though? Like they're so similar that they you are can totally take everything that you teach in a Trello yep. course and put it into it. Like it's not. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I actually have a training. I teach people. I'm like, hey, if you don't want to use it here, just mm-hmm. import it into Asana or import it into ClickUp. And yeah. it's the exact same system because people don't realize it's the system inside of the tool that's magic, not the actual tool itself. So totally. yeah. yeah. And I actually used to use Trello too. Like when I was in school, I was using it to schedule stuff, but then yeah. taking on, yeah, same thing. Like I kind of just outgrew it. Um, oh, for sure. But yeah, like I love, I love the layout of that, those types of awesome. systems to use. So Totally. Yeah. Super cool on that board. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to cover or any other kind of tips you think would be helpful for everybody listening? Um, honestly, I think the biggest thing for social media is just do what feels the most comfortable for you and just kind of take baby steps. If it's something that's really overwhelming for you, don't throw yourself off the deep end. (laughs) Yeah. So if you've never done content consistently before, don't try to like create two posts a day every day on 17 platforms for an entire month, or you're not going to do it. Yeah, (laughs) I think it, I think it really is just consistency over like the number that you're posting. If you're posting every other day and people start seeing that they're going to be a lot more prone to watching that as opposed to if you're like trying to post every day and then you don't. So yes. Yeah, exactly. Consistency is the key, but yeah, like don't overwhelm yourself or like start off. Like I've done this before with other things where you're like, you start off like, you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. And then after like a week, you like it kind of, I've done that with the gym actually, if I'm being honest. I mean, so many things in life, right? (laughs) You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going all in. And then a week later we fall off. So anyways, yeah. (laughs) Um, do you have any resources that you'd like to share? And then where can people kind of follow you? and find you and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I actually have a free masterclass that's all about the, th- the, the social media things and, um, yeah, basically just being able to attract those clients in terms and turning them into clients, not just yeah. you know followers or conversations in your DMs. So there's that. I am hoping that that will be in the show notes. But yes, yes. We, will drop, we will drop all the links yeah. in the show notes so everybody can come find you. Um, where do you hang out the most? Instagram? Yeah. I think you're on Instagram a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you on are you on all the platforms or no. just some? <laughs> um no, I am I I love my Instagram. That's where I yep. hang out most. Um awesome. so my user I mean it's my name is spelt weird. My name is Carly, but it's C-A-R-L-E-E. And then an extra E on social media dot JPEG. So JPG. Okay. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then that's probably where I'm the most active. I love hanging out there. So I'd love to connect if you're listening yeah. to this and send me, send me a awesome. message. Yay. Well guys, definitely go check her out. Go check out her masterclass. I've actually had a sneak peek of it and it's amazing. Um, so go check that out. It'll be in the link below. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So much fun. Always yes. a pleasure. So if you guys are also looking for maybe another way to organize your content, I actually have a content marketing planner template. It is a Trello template, but it does train you if you are an Asana user like us. Um, so the link will be in the show notes for that too. But uh, thanks so much for being here and uh, we will see you guys next time.